What's up, my guy? Yo, what's good, bro? Not much. Let's get straight into it. Uh, you know, hello, everyone. This is the second episode of Breaking Barriers Pod, coming from Mark and G. What's up with you, G? How you doing, man? I'm good, bro. Chilling on this fine Sunday. Uh, trying to get this recording in before the last dance, you know? Yeah, for sure, bro. We, you know, we got to, uh, you know, come to our fans' requests. They want right. to hear more of us. They said we're giving them good segments right now. Right. They're trying to see uh, or listen to three times a week at the minimum. So we got to deliver. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, we asked for it. So, you know, we got to give them what they asked for. Facts, facts. But what's the topic for today, my guy? Oh, before we get started, too, I want also want to say we do not own copyrights of the song that you may hear before or after or during the broadcast. But uh, what's the topic for today? All right, bro. Uh, the first thing I want to throw at you, kind of chop it up a bit. Um, I seen yesterday that the NBA will be reopening a few of their practice facilities this upcoming Friday yeah. within states that have kind of lesser stay-at-home restrictions. So the only two states that really come to mind and that I read about were Florida and Georgia. Right. So obviously – the Hawks, the Magic, and the Heat are the NBA teams located there. So, what do you think about that? Uh, man, I mean, I, I'm hoping this is a, a push in the right direction. You know, hopefully everything can end and we can actually get back to the sports. Right. But, but um, you know, I, I, I kind of wish that they would be able to open all of them at the same time, though, you mm-hmm. know, for the people who going to have something to say about so only certain teams could do this and that, but you got to look at the numbers and be safe first, for sure. Facts. Yeah, what's that's your, a, what's your that, thoughts? That's the thing. And now it's like I was reading up on it a little bit this morning. And now does these facilities being open, does that put these three teams in particular at an advantage to the rest of the league? Now, I don't know if it's that big of an advantage. Um, a few reasons it might be. I guess, obviously, they're able to work within top-tier facilities, whether that's the courts the weight room, the recovery systems that all these NBA teams really got these days. Um, But we do, we do got to remember though, within these facilities being open, they're still practicing social distancing and all the guidelines promoted by the CDC. So these guys are supposed to be up in there by themselves. From what I've seen, I don't even know if they're allowed to train with staff. Now I think it's literally just like me and you going to the gym shooting on opposite ends of the court and getting our own individual work in. They're not yeah. allowed to be in a group setting. Um, I don't know. Like, it, it, it's cool. I'm excited to see it. But from a guy who works in a hospital, who works in the healthcare field, I'm not too, too sure if this is a move in the right direction for right now. Um, right. I'm excited for it. Obviously, I want basketball to come back. I, I need it, bro. I mean, <laughs> for it, sure, this, it's one of the reasons why we're doing this, really, just to kind of kick in, chop it up about the game. But like, from a safety, we need the game to be able to talk about too, though, man. Right, right, right. And just from a safety standpoint, I don't even know, bro. It, it's it's a it's a sticky situation to say the least. Yeah, because I mean, this is kind of something like, you know, we don't. There's no for sure say of when any of this can end. You right, know, like it could turn around and end tomorrow, but That's, I mean, it's the scary thing about it. Right, and the thing that worries me though too. All right, say these three teams are available, they're able to utilize their facilities. Cool. Now, what if in about a week or so, K 
cases really revamp within Florida and Georgia? Because that might exactly. that potentially might happen, bro. I mean, with everybody just being out and about, not even just some NBA guys. I mean, then what? Does that mean the league will for sure not come back this year? Because it's already seeming that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly think they lean that way. Right. And I, I think the only thing that's kind of saving them is the fact that you know, there's no for sure time limit. But then again, like with them not having a time limit, you know, that kind of leads toward we don't know when we can start this thing back up. And it's crazy you said that not just NBA players, because I just saw, I mean, it's off topic of basketball. Right. But I just, I just saw um, a high school football player got killed out in Florida yesterday at a block party. Man. So, so, you know, I mean, like that goes back to I brought that up to say what you said about the social distancing. Right. Um. Not necessarily NBA players don't have to be out, but I mean, if people are gonna keep disrespecting and not listening to the guidelines, you know, it's liable to get anywhere, you know. Right, and right, right. That's the sticky situation about it. At the end of the day, that's it, bro. And that's what it, it also brings up. Like, now my when I read all this about these three teams being able to open their stuff, now can other NBA players be like, "Yo, can I?" I, I let's say I play for the Cavs. Oh, but I got a house in Miami. Can I go right. work out at the Heat's facility? Like, I mean, that's a good question. Obviously, that's up to the franchises and whatnot. But like, it's also like, oh no, like you're on the Heat, you can't come up in here. But that also gives a great advantage to those Heat players, kind of like we talked about a second ago. Right. Yeah, and I, I feel like it's, it would be fifty-fifty on people who, uh, you know, had that advantage to be able to decide if they would let them come. Honestly, because I mean. This is something they can't – nobody can really control. Right. And everybody who's basketball fanatics knows, like, how much this hurts right now that we can't have basketball. So I would kind of feel like teams would be considerate of that. But then at the same time, you know, like, this is a business. They get paid to win. Exactly. And, you know, even though they aren't technically working right now to get paid to win, I mean, you still want to, you know, follow them codes that – you know, teams still hold on to so right. It's it, I mean, it's a franchise pride thing. It's kind of what you're right. bringing up, and exactly. it just, it just makes me think like, say they do let dudes come up up in other facilities, right? Like, how right. do they really manage that? Um, let's say like a Rico Hines type open run doesn't happen. Right, exactly, and and that's the the crazy thing about it because you know, a private run is going to be bound to happen. Oh, facts. 10 people going to at least get in there and you know it's stuff things is inevitable with this and it's i just ready for the epidemic to be over honestly bro right me too bro and for all y'all that don't know who rico hines is or what rico runs are he's a prolific coach um he's based out of ucla and truly he's known for running high level open gyms so yes. you'll see the likes of Braun. You'll see the likes of James Harden, Russell Westbrook. Then you'll also see overseas dudes up in there. You'll see collegiate dudes in there. I know last summer, going into the collegiate season, Cassius Stanley from Duke was up in there. Uh, LaMelo Ball was up in there before he went over to Australia. It's just high, high competition run. And that's yes. kind of what I fear with these facilities being open. Like, I, I mean, hoopers want to hoop, like, if if I'm in the NBA and I see that the Magic facility's open, I'm probably going to pull up or at least try to, right? For sure, for so, sure. And that just leads to more dudes being around more dudes and just it the 
severity of this is really true, this pandemic that we're going through. And I hope that these two states in particular don't hinder the rest of the league's decision to go about what they need to go about. Yeah, for sure, man. Because, I mean, you, at the end of the day, I mean, you don't know who walks around with it. Right. You know? And everybody's body fights off things differently. And it's like, I feel like they kind of just got over the fact that, well, not over the fact, but they got over most of the NBA players having it. Right. So I think they would like want to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. So that kind of plays back into our, what we were saying earlier about, you know, them allowing people mm-hmm. in. I just don't see, now that we're saying this, you know, I just don't see them like wanting to bring that back. So, you know, I mean, it's a toss up, but at the end of the day, you know, we just got to let it run its course. And That's all. Hopefully that's sooner than later. All right. That's all we can do. And that's the thing, like, uh, Commissioner Adam Silver, I mean, he definitely understands the overall severity of the virus, so that's definitely yes. good. He wants his players to be safe. He wants all of us to be safe out there, so uh, shout out to him for real on that. Yes, but sure. I, I also was reading about something the other day that caught my eye in regards to the NBA returning. I don't know if you've seen this, but there are like small murmurs, small talks about essentially a March Madness-type tournament being held in Vegas within the NBA teams. Yeah, I saw something about that, but I didn't know, you know, how true that really was. Right. So, like, what I was reading and what I'm kind of gathering from everything I read was, like I said, it's like a March Madness-style tourney where it's based off the la- the standings as is. That's how they'll be ranking these teams, 1 through 16. And – um. All these teams will be living and training in Vegas for about three weeks leading up to this tournament, and then they'll go about a tournament single elimination and go from there, which really could spice up the league, bro. I mean, anybody can beat anybody. You know how NCAA March Madness is. Exactly. And, and, you know, just with with stuff at stake, you know, anything is bound to be. I mean, look at uh, We Believe team in, what, 06 it was? The Warriors? Oh yeah, oh seven, whatever that Crazy. was. Crazy when they beat the Mavericks. For yeah, eighth seed being number one, you know. So when your adrenaline going and you got that confidence boosted, right? You know, it's nothing could really be done but you know to play. And like you said, I think I think that'll bring more t- attraction to it too as well. Bro, it'd know? be lit. Like yeah, I'm, I mean, sure. we we'd be tapped in regardless, but like I'd be super duper tapped into it. Oh yeah, on my phone, every TV in the room. Right, right, right. <laughs> And the thing, the thing is, too, like, even going off that uh, We Believe team, the Warriors, um, they had a very, very strong fan base that was backing them up throughout that entire series against Dallas. Now, this tournament here, to follow CDC guidelines, there would be no fans. So Word. it's literally my team versus your team, throw the ball out, let's go. So Word. it's like, it, it's really just a true test of ability and who wants it more. Yeah, and I, I, I like that, though. Right. Because, I mean, you know, some people want to feed off the fans, but we got to see your skills at the same time. You know, right. I, feel, I feel like that goes back to what we talked about last episode as far as, you know, people leaving early and mm-hmm. things like that. You know, some people really aren't built for that. So, like, that little tournament might show you, like, I might have left too early or, like, I got some work I really need to do. Because, I mean, sometimes, you know, I hear the NBA players say you can't base it off a of game to game sometimes because – the way this things flow, you know, you might have one bad month and turn around and have a good month. Right. Because you got so many games in the swing of a certain amount of time, you know, 
you got to really be like locked in, you know? So, I mean, little things that can help guys recognize what they need to work on for the ones that's like not locked in like they should, you know, that, that might be an eye opener for them. For sure. And that even makes me think like without these fans kind of giving that extra adrenaline rush per se, um, it kind of makes me think of, have you ever seen a player when we were playing or coaching either side of it, like they're tough within their system. They're very, very good at what they do on the regular, but then you throw them out into, let's say a pickup game, a street ball game type scenario. And they're just, but like, they don't know how to play without that system. So you think that would correlate within a tournament like this? Yes, for sure. Because only because I say, because, um, you know, I don't want to hurt no feelings, but you know, I, I, I feel like RJ bear, he could be good as he go, but I, uh, maybe he should have stayed one more year at Duke as well. Yeah, no, I hear that. It's just uh, it's all about getting the money, bro. Kind of like we talked about last episode, right? And I, and, but I, I, you know, people like him, I feel like he'll be good in a certain organized uh, offense and team. Period. Right. But uh, to answer your question as a whole, yeah, I think that'll show you know who's where because, um, you know, even the the older players. Not ones who's like talking about how Steph Curry changed the game, but like people such as uh, from Michael Jordan, Kobe, Shaq in their era right. are saying like the talent has declined in the NBA a lot. Like it, it went up to uh, to things where places where people haven't seen and haven't been able to do, but it's also declined, you know, as well. So like mm-hmm. it's. It's just all in how you look at basketball, how much you really love it, how much you know of the game, mm-hmm. but not to be so long-winded. But, yeah, that I think that definitely brings it out. Oh, for sure, for sure. Man, I mean, we'll keep everybody posted within, um, within all these NBA reopenings and this Vegas tourney, but probably hop into something else real quick that I saw the other day. I know I sent it to you on Twitter, and we were talking about it a little bit there, but Dwayne Wade – Obviously, future Hall of Famer there. He's yeah. been having this Instagram live show, kind of like we've been doing on ours with our breaking barriers thing, you know. Where, yeah. But he's calling it. He's calling it the wind down. <laughs> and this past week on his episode, he had Steph Curry. Yep. Now I, I didn't watch the full episode. I don't think you really did either, because nah. I mean, I, I just I, seen highlights of it, honestly. Right. I didn't even know it was a thing, to be honest, but. The short clip I did see and that we were kind of talking about for a second was Dwayne Wade brought up the Heat Big Three versus the top-tier Warriors. Who would win in a seven-game series? Man. Oh, man. Because, you know, I ain't going to lie. The Warriors, I rock with them. Bro, they, they were cold. Yeah, they play good basketball. And I don't want to sound uh, biased, but, man, I mean, LeBron and them was something to work with. Don't right. get me wrong. But, man, I – I got to take the Warriors, bro. I think the thing, though, I mean, like I said, neither of us watched that full little episode. Yeah. They didn't disclose whether this was the Warriors before KD or with KD. That, I would have to assume KD, though. That definitely changes my mindset on it. I would have to assume KD because if they're going to be real with themselves, I think they would want the Warriors at their peak and at right. their best. Right, because, right. I mean, you don't ever take a championship or discredit nothing nobody has done. No. At any level, at anywhere. A championship is a championship at any level. Right. And no matter what you win, that's why I always try to, you know, tell everybody and the kids I coach, 
a championship, mm-hmm. a championship, a championship, a win is a win. So, you know, the Warriors won in 15. Right. But but everybody, of course, is going to say Kyrie and K-Love wasn't there. So, you know. They I weren't, would, bro. They weren't. And they weren't, you know. And, I'm, a, and I'm, a Cav, I'm a Cavs fan. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. So, we're going to. We're gonna say I would say they would want to see KD because that's when the Warriors was at like they all time best. Like it was like how you gonna beat them? Of and course. D Wade and them. That's when they went ran off what twenty seven straight. Bro, they were going wild. So I mean, Ooh. that's that's man. I mean, if you could just bring half of these matchups back, bro, basketball would really be lit again. Right, and that's what in that little snippet I seen D Wade was like, obviously like. At least within his playing days, he caught the Warriors kind of at the tail end of his career. Right. And yeah. he, he's seen how great the Warriors were. And he, it, as a competitor, he's like, dang, like, it would have been crazy if East versus West, my big three at the Heat versus y'all in the West with the Warriors would have went. And, like, it's really just comes down to if you're a true competitor, if you're a true hooper, you want to play, the, you wanna play yeah. the best. To be right. the best, you got to beat the best, right? So, and that's how, I mean, anyone within the NBA, bro, from LeBron James, the last dude on the Dukeus team, mm-hmm. everyone is a killer. Like, they're trying to get theirs. They're trying to win. They're hoopers. Like, the so famous, like, you're right. You're right. Right, right. I mean, like, you're trying to, you're, you want to beat the best is what I'm trying to get at. You're right, though. Because, I mean, like you just said, to touch on what you said, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like you're you just cool. said, uh, you know, people always dog the bench players, but in reality, a bench player could go to your average rec gym or a D2, D1 college, wherever you want him to go, and he will average a consistent 20 to 30. Right. You know, so you just got to understand that the guys that's out there on that floor is, like, extremely gifted. And, like, it don't – that don't come overnight. No. And, you know, so the the thing about both teams was, honestly, is they was deep down the bench. Crazy, crazy deep, bro. Crazy deep. So, like, it's like you can't really say, all right, so this person got that person. This team got that person on this bench. You can't really say that because, I mean, you got Ray Allen, what, one of the all-time greatest shooters. Right. Then you got Clay. <laughs> then you got Clay on the other side. Then you got Mike Miller on behind Ray Allen, though. Right, right, right. You so, that's what I, I was even going to touch on. Even just like let's say let's say these are the starting lineups that uh, these teams will kind of dole up against, and we can kind of talk about each matchup and who we think would take the nod there. Right, right. So obviously with the Warriors, Curry at the one, he'd be going against in that era. Mario Chalmers was their starting point guard. He's killing him. Right. He's and killing that, him. And that's what makes me think though. Like I wish a couple years ago, teams would have really let. Braun rocket the one, kind of like the Lakers are now. Yeah, because that, that it would be a different story. Yeah, that'll open them up more for so, sure. Yeah, I mean Curry's dog and Chalmers, and then let's say at the two you got D Wade and Clay. That's a battle. That's crazy. That's that's a defensive battle, honestly. Right, you know they're going at each other. Yeah, Clay's gonna get his shots up. He's he's main part of the offense. So right, he's gonna, he's gonna get his, but D Wade. He's going to have that wave moment where, you know, he's clearing out for sure. Right, right, right. And then at the three, I guess you would say it would be LeBron. And I'm going to say, I mean, I don't know. Who, who's guarding him? KD? KD going to have to. 
Iggy, I mean, Iggy, um, ain't, Iggy ain't. I don't think we're gonna go. Uh, well, that's a you thing, got a, bro. You got a point. Know. You got a point. I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that, but then again, with the with the lineup that Miami had, you would think that uh, they would probably play small ball or the Hampton Five, as they called it. Right, because so. that Miami team at the four and five was Chris Bosh and Joel Anthony, number fifty. Or don't forget too, bro. What's your boy uh, Shane Battier? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Was at the four at times too. So I yeah, mean, you're right. You're right. Dang, I don't even know, bro. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good game. That'd right. Be what I would be a good game, you know. But I think what we got to remember too. I mean, I'm a LeBron fan. I kind of touched on that last episode. And also, if y'all didn't listen to our first episode out on here, check that out. Um, we're on Spotify. We're on obviously the Anchor app here. We have a few other platforms that um, our episodes are being distributed to that we can kind of plug later in the show. But um, we we got to remember, too, back then, the Heat also had problems with a very young OKC team. Yes. And they also lost to my dude, J.J. Barea. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, bro, that theory still kills me how, what, LeBron was averaging what? Oh, bro, it was bad. <laughs> 18, 15 a game. Come on, man. Like it, it was really bad, bro. There's, there's no way you, there's no way in a million years you could tell me Dallas should have won that. No, bro. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Dirk's, Dirk's an all-time great. Not Jason, being that team. No, Jason Kidd was kind of in the later stages of his career. He was in a late stage. <laughs> right, bro. Like, I don't. I truly like. If you if you told me like five years before that series happened that those rosters were gonna meet up at that point in time and that the Mavericks would take the chip, I'd be like, bro, you're crazy. Oh yeah, I would have I would have probably betted my whole house <laughs> that Miami was gonna win that. Are you, are you throwing the stimulus check out there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that the food stamps, man. God dang, <laughs> nah, bro. Man. Yeah, that's crazy though, bro. I don't know. Yeah, that one. They, hey, Dirk wanted that though. So I mean, he did, I, man. He you did. Got to respect that grind and that hustle he put on. Right, and that's like, I did, I was just, I mean, I was just diving into a little bit of research. Obviously, I know both teams head to toe, but I almost kind of forgot about my dude Joel Anthony from the Heat. Mm. Like oh, where yeah. he, like what happened to him after all that, bro? I, honestly, I think after they won the first one, I might want to say after they won the second one, maybe. Max, he was out. Like I thought he left after the first one, but maybe he left after the second one. But bro, I don't even know. Like I'm normally pretty good about keeping up with players where they go, whether that's overseas or the G or whatever. But like, I, just I forgot. Off. I forgot about my dude because <laughs> yeah, so... I was thinking of the center, and yeah. I was matching him up against, let's say, Javale McGee, mm-hmm. Zaza Pachula, Pachulia, and Kevin Looney. Right. But, I mean, it just kind of made me laugh a little bit about him. I mean, some of them be disappearing, though, bro. Like they, they really fall off the face of the earth, and you don't know, like, you don't hear nothing. They make their little money and duck off, you know, so. Right. Honestly, I'm, that makes me think of, too. So, our first true episode of our podcast was showcased on Instagram Live. Y'all can follow us over there. I'm at GZ Hoops. Mark's at, at Breaking Barriers Training. But um, we were talking to one of my guys at Ball Facts. Right. Yeah. He recently had NBA champion Kendrick Perkins on his YouTube channel. Okay. Where he, he highlighted that 
the average MBA lifespan per se is three to four years. Wow. So kind of like you said, I mean, dudes come and go, they disappear and it's not a bad thing. It just really brings out the light that how, how difficult it is to make the MBA yes. and how difficult it is to stay relevant and truly stay within the workforce there. Yep. And I got a, I got a name for you huh. and, and all the hoopers out there who, who's real hoopers will know if right. they follow, uh, you know, cause this touch on the subject. And we can also have a segment on that one too, bro. All the names we find. Yeah, who, we can. We can disappear. But uh, Archie Goodwin from Kentucky. Oh, where is he at today? Who, bro, I don't even know. I I, I might look that up right now. <laughs> you know, I he bro. played for the Suns and then just disappeared. You know, yeah, like, he has to be overseas somewhere, bro. Gotta be, and that goes to what we're saying. You know, like you could go to the main schools. That's the every in a tournament every year playing for championships every year but that don't mean you necessarily gonna be a lottery pick and you could be a lottery pick and not go nowhere look at the harrison twins right bro you know like the list goes just as many superstars is out there the list goes on as many people who came and went and it's that's the reality but it's crazy that's it bro that's it and really what what it comes down to within this whole little segment if you had to pick within a seven game series Peak Warriors versus Peak Heat, who you got? I'm going Warriors. Can you, can you even throw out a little series, like the numbers per se, too? Like with the win, who would win in how many games? Yeah. Uh, I got the Warriors in seven. That's a, I, I think you have to give them seven. You got to go seven because there's no way that team is going to get swept, especially, no. especially in LeBron and D-Wade's peak year, like right. his second year when they came off that lockout. Right. Now, if you're going to take the team out lost in the finals to Dallas, <laughs> you know, you could, you might get, you could get six out of that team, but those were some dark days, man, honestly. And those uh, were some horrible days for LeBron to be waiting them, man. Bro. Well, it makes me think, um, I don't know if you have ESPN plus. Nah, not even though. Bro, I, I just got it during this whole quarantine thing because I need something to watch. I, I need sports, bro, primarily <laughs> hoops. But So I've been tapped in there a little bit. And LeBron has a little docu-series on there called More Than a Game. I don't know if you've ever seen any of the little snippets. But it, yeah, it, I see some of them. It's a good run. It's a good run. And discussing that, um, that finals loss um, with the Mavericks there, that was LeBron. He, he kind of touched on how he was more focused on being the villain within the NBA. He was more focused on the hatred surrounding him that he couldn't just gather his boundings and just play the game. So, I mean, that's another topic that we're going to be talking about in future episodes too, mental health and mental capacity within the game, because it definitely comes into play. I mean, if if it's affecting LeBron James, I think it's going to affect a fifth grader at Sharon Middle School. Oh, yeah. Or even even an average – superstar college player you right know? especially the the ones that the one and dones and you know like you said that's another episode but uh, sure. you know anything else uh on that if not let's what's the next topic no i think that's it bro but I, okay so i i'm a i'm a ramble off some uh statistics here and i kind of want you to see who you think this is about and i mean i'm gonna give it away it's not gonna be crazy so don't don't be uh bugging over there but <laughs> This is a women's player. She was the first overall pick in the WNBA draft in 2004 at a UConn, prestigious college uh, program there. 
She was the rookie of the year in 04. She has three WNBA championships, four Olympic gold medals. She's currently the WNBA all-time leading scorer. And the craziest thing that I just seen yesterday on Twitter is that she only has one WNBA MVP. Oh, yeah, that's easy. D. Tarasi. Yes, sir. Bro, yeah. how wild is that? I know you've that's, seen that tweet, too. That's crazy. That's crazy. I, I would have never thought that, honestly. Bro, like, oh, man. Like, I, I, you know, after I seen it and then we communicated about it. Right. I'm like, I'm like, whoa. Something got to give, but I, I was trying to run it in my mind what could possibly be the uh, explanation why she only has one MVP. Mm-hmm. Like she's leading the league in scoring; she has three championships. So you got you can't tell me she's not dominating the league somewhere, right? You know, it's, and I, it's crazy. It is. It's just like to me. I mean, I I, I follow women's basketball. I, I'm trying to follow it more in today's game just because I need to expand my horizon within the game to truly understand the game. Yeah, because they play more fundamental, by the way. Too. Right, right, right. And, I mean, just one thing that, like, came to my mind when I read that tweet, it's just, like, when I think of women's basketball, I think of her. I think of Lisa Leslie, who we grew up with, really. Or, yep, Sue Bird. Sue Bird. And then the third one I think of, at least in my mind, the big three are Maya Moore. Oh, yeah, or Candace Parker. Don't forget her. Right. I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, there's just, like, a few names that when I think of women's basketball, right to mind, those are the, those are the ladies that come there. Yeah. And it's sure. just like, how the how did she only win one MVP? <laughs> I, that, bro, and you, you know, they do take them little hiatus where they be, like, they stuck in a contract. Right. With the overseas team. But Right, that's true. That ain't no – that ain't got a – that ain't a good enough excuse for me why she only got one MVP. Bro, like that's just so crazy. Like she, she's arguably the greatest women's player ever, if not the best. And she's still playing till this day. Like, right? For the people that don't know her nickname, her nickname is White Mamba. Like she's a she's a dog, bro. Yeah, like she's like that. So you know, I mean, I I don't know. One thing I do, I will say, I've been following the WNBA for a while. They try to, I feel like they try not to be biased. Cause they're I, trying to spread the love a little bit. Yeah, cause I feel like they feel like the NBA is a little biased as far as like popularity vote. And, and if you go by like we just said, like the the names you know, right. don't nobody really watch WNBA as far as statistics show. Right. So you know they're not gonna know a lot of them players. No. Nah. So I think they try to spread light to that. But come on, man. <laughs> right, bro. Right, and that's come the on. thing too, like. Kind of like you just said, not too many guys or gals, I don't know, truly watch the WNBA, no statistics and whatnot. So that's something uh, we kind of want to try and implement within our pod here too. just show, show some love to the women out there playing ball, man. I mean, they're tough, like they're hoopers, too, and we need to respect them as such. Yes, they could do anything we could do, honestly. And, I, and I'll be real, I've seen girls that's like legit better than boys, and it's not even like – you know, you you talk about certain subjects, and everybody, oh, of course you're gonna say that. I've literally seen like girls who could do like footwork that guys can't do, and I mean guys who like was potentially D1 players, right? You know, overseas players, like they couldn't do some stuff that I've seen like certain females could do as hoopers. So like, you know, just because it's females and not all of them is dunking, because you know we got a couple in there that could dunk now for sure. Uh, just because they're not all dunking, don't mean like they're not their games aren't as good. And, uh, you know, that's what Kobe was trying to touch on a lot too. 
Bro, that's what I was about to bring up. You read my mind. That's the thing. Kobe really was trying to showcase and highlight the evolution of the women's game, obviously with his daughter Gigi, RIP to both of them and everybody affected within the crash there. For Um, sure, yes, yes. But, like, bro, I mean, he was really starting to bring attention to the girls' game. And I got a question for you with that. Why do you think that? Besides the fact that he had a daughter, because everybody knows he's going to try to get the utmost respect for a female. Right. So they could be viewed evenly. But why do you think another reason was? I think what it really comes down to is Kobe, along with a lot of women players, are more task-focused or, like, goal-oriented focused, if that makes sense. And I'll elaborate a little bit. As in, like, a lot of us dudes, a lot of guy hoopers are like, oh, like, I'm athletic. I can go do what I want, and I'll go from there. I'll, I'll figure it out as I go. Where right. Kobe focused on every minuscule detail within his game, within anybody's game that he came across, truly. And I think he sees that within um, girls, women, all all ages of uh, female basketball players there. And he wanted to showcase that. Yes. He wanted to just show them love and just want – Guys like me and you who are hosting a podcast to have this conversation, honestly. Definitely. And, you know, I ain't going to lie to you. I watched some of their they finals that they've had the past couple of years. I remember back uh 2016, Los Angeles Sparks beat the Minnesota Lynx. Yes, and, sir. you know, uh, my more is going against Candace Parker. And I just remember that whole series was like, mm-hmm. it's a battle, you know. And, like, these is females battling and – it don't matter if they got a ponytail. They putting the ball in the hoop. Right. I mean, they're, you know? they are in the East. Women's National Basketball Association. They would dog us, bro. I mean. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're, no they're, no they're, eagle. No right, eagle. They're, they're like that, bro. Like, yeah, they're pros. No eagle, they, get play, they get paid to put the ball in the hoop. And we're getting paid to talk basketball and coach basketball. <laughs> so, I mean, there's levels to this, bro. So, like. Yeah. And they're yeah. legit like that. Facts like that, that too. Like yeah, a couple younger um, high school girls that have really are about to change the game even more. Who Kobe trained and worked with. Two names that come to my mind are that Paige Buchers, Buckers, and yep. that Haley Van Lith. Oh, she's a dog, bro. They're both so crazy. Like, bro. oh my gosh. Yeah, and that little shorty, uh, uh little eleven-year-old. Uh, Gigi. Gigi. Oh, Jiggy, 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 Jiggy. Oh, Andy. bro, she's going to be nuts. Bro, she is bugging at the age of 11. <laughs> oh, man, I saw when she first started, too. Oh, man, she came a long way. Right. Like, it's it's amazing what work shows you. Like, But, yeah, bro, like, and another thing to touch on, too, the reason why I think he also touched over there is because, like, I seen in the interview he flat out said, you know, like, majority of them females would come over and beat a lot of the NBA players. You right. Know? Like, like you just touched on, and he also said, like, they don't people don't understand how fundamentally sound the females are, right? And it's like they, if you watch every little detail, they are precise with everything they do, mm-hmm. and I think that might be why the game is so boring because everybody need to see something that's flashy or that jumps out to them, right? And you know maybe. That's just a little too boring for them. But me watching it personally, I see, like, I watch them 
watching basketball period I try to do it but watching the females I like when I watch their little stuff I uh you know I I find work outside of it sometimes or like little drills you know Thanks. like and it's crazy people might not see that but you're not studying the game enough and it's just like you know we need to put respect on their games that's the thing bro people are uh too too strong in their opinions and to put it nicely I guess you could say they're just ignorant bro they don't they don't respect what these uh, ladies have to offer. And if you're a true Hooper, Hoopers recognize Hoopers, and that's really what it all comes down to. End of the day, yeah. And that's the thing too, bro. I mean, I have a few girls in mind that we both know from back home that I would like to have up on here. A couple girls that play D2 ball that I could throw on here. I mean, I, I would really like to have a, a girl's perspective hop on here and talk about kind of what we just tapped in about, so. We can That's definitely what, dive into that one day too. Yeah, we don't we don't discriminate. We try to, uh, you know, show love to all our local superstars because you know we didn't have this coming up. And right. I mean, just the more backing they could get, I feel like even though we're not where we want to be as far as credibility, as far as being worldwide, and you know, just doing what we want to do with the game, we still can help push them. Of course, bro. I mean, it, it, it'd be wild too. I mean, even thinking back to last episode having Donald up on here. Could you imagine us doing that as seniors? Oh, man. Bro, what? Like, come on. Like, yeah, it's lit. Like, so. he, like you know, just little stuff. Like, it's not hard to get on Spotify if you really put the, you know, you want to do something like that. But, I mean, like like you said, like, we wasn't thinking of this in high school. So, for somebody to just reach out and be like, come join the podcast, you know, we're going to put you on. Right. Social platform. I mean, I, you know, that was that's different. And, you know. That's what this time in in age, that's what, you know, you could tap into. We probably could tap into this in our time. Right. It's all about just spreading the game, spreading our knowledge, and spreading positivity within it, bro. So that's the name of our pod, For Real For Real. Yeah, honestly, it's all positivity. And, like, you know, there's going to be people that, oh, they're just saying this and that. But in reality, I mean, you know, I feel like the more positivity you push, bro, everything comes back in tenfold, you know, you, what you what you give is what you receive. And, you know, I, ain't no point of joining nobody on the podcast to sit up here and be, like, bashing them. Right. I mean, shoot, bro, we, we've been doing this for, what, not even a week now? And we got, requests, we got requests to be on here more. They want to hear us a little bit more. So it's, yes. it, it's grown, bro, positive vibes only. But um, our next topic here that I want to throw at you, too, now – the Junior Basketball Association, LeVar Ball's uh, startup league for an alternate route within the professional realm that happened in 2018. Yeah, Um, that's your your field right here. Right, right, right. So we we tapped in about it on our Instagram Live a little bit last Tuesday. It's also on Mark's YouTube channel. Um, If you just search Breaking Barriers Training, you can kind of tune in with us there as well. See what we look like in the flesh. Right, right, right. Now, just a few things to just touch on real quick before I elaborate what we're going to be talking about. For y'all that don't know about the JBA, like I said, there was one season in 2018, but I want to just bring to light that there was a complete season. There was an all-star game. There was a championship, and there was also an international tour. Now, a lot of professional leagues, a lot of startup leagues cannot say that. Now, the reason I'm even bringing this to light in 2020 is I'm kind of close with a couple of the JBA guys where players or commentators or anyone affiliated with the league 
And one guy I want to bring to light is his name is Brandon Williams. You can follow him at Talking With Fresh on Twitter and Instagram. Now, he posted yesterday about a JBA comeback. He brought to light, he said, making progress. The revolution will be televised. What do you think about that? That's big for LeVar. Right. If only, excuse me, if only Melo was still able to, you know, be in it. Right, bro. That's the thing. No Melo, no Jello. None of those original guys will be there because yeah. the That's, original yeah. standards of the league were roughly 18 to 21 years old. Right. It's been two years, so it'll be a whole new cast. And, yeah, bro, tap in. My bad to cut you off. No, nah, you good. He just, and he got to um... – he just he just got to start over. You know, LeVar is all about the the business side, though. I nice. mean, he'll make that work. But I think that the TV side of it for him, that's big because, you know, that's more exposure. Because, honestly, I feel like his show could be on TV. Because, right. I mean, basketball is basketball. We, mm-hmm. shouldn't, have to, we shouldn't have to tune in and, and give guys who want to have the same dream as everybody else views on Facebook. Right. Give him his own channel or, you know, I think he should look at buying his own channel or, or if if that's too much, you know, look at getting in the partnership with somebody so you can do that. But, you know, I guess that's what the two-year hiatus is for, for this. So Right. So that's the thing. Like Mark kind of just touched on um, the JBA games, the regular season, the international tour, they were showcased on Facebook Watch. So it was definitely a cool um, little – switch up a little different outlet to watch hoop on but i mean man tv's tv right and bro kind of like you just said how how wild would it be if he even threw that on let's say bet Ooh man what bro yeah. i mean like yeah bet i don't like i obviously <laughs> white dude here <laughs> but like i used to tap in with him when i was younger living in Farrell, you know but like is this is it still relevant like i mean I, I don't watch tv too too much Bro, BT is gonna always be BT. Right. So, like, you see Lavar Ball, the face of this league, promoting all these young cats hooping and getting after it. Yeah, I mean, I hey, BT would definitely be an outlet. It's just all in who likes him, you know, because he got that rep of everybody think he's out here trying to broadcast his boys and do this and that, but really he's just networking, you know. So, right, it's all in who likes him because you know he got enemies and he really didn't even do nothing wrong. I know. <laughs> And, you know, you got them haters who don't like loudmouth people. But at the end of the day, he's still winning. He right. got a son in the NBA. One of the – what, is it the G League? Yes, sir. And he got another one coming up in the draft. So, who could potentially be the number one pick. So, right. you think about it out of three kids, you got one who was number one maybe and then the one who was number two and then one who had to fight back through adversity multiple times. Yeah. You know, you can't beat that. And at the end of the day, his kids is doing what they want and what they love. And – that's his ultimate dream. And then, you know, he got his own brand. Right. He got money coming in. So, I mean, he's living the ultimate dream as a parent, as a individual who is the head of the household, you know. Right. Just gonna, uh I just hope for the best for him because, you know, a lot of people want to see them fail. So, you know. For sure. I just think, man, like, if they do bring this league back, that will shut a lot of people up. Oh, yeah. Because he had one year. And everybody's like, wow, we didn't think it was going to work. But then he turned around and he didn't have it after that. Right. And everybody really thought he only did that to help launch Melo get farther. Right. But, you know, family circumstances and things and other things come into play. But 
you know, that's what the relaunch is for, bro. Right. And it's like, we, we don't know all the, the background info going into putting together a professional basketball league. Like Exactly. All they, the trouble that come behind it. Right. Like, stuff stuff popped up. They they weren't able to kind of go forward with the second season, and that's that. But, exactly. hey, maybe this summer, maybe next summer, who knows? As long as it comes back eventually, it's a success, yeah, it's a success story. Just as, just so we can't say he was a bust. Right. That's right, the only right. thing I'm worried about, bro. And honestly, um, you know, as long as he can get some good players, you know, I don't see why it won't work. Yeah, me neither, bro. I mean, like, at least with these first guys that kind of went through the league, um, obviously they weren't those five-star recruits that were playing at Duke, UNC, Kentucky, and whatnot. Yeah. And the whole overseas route and the – um G League route, kind of like we touched on last week, those weren't available either, or at least they weren't promoted and they weren't really accepted. So this this JBA League really changed the game leading up to 2020. Right. And, I mean, hey, man, like, I don't know. If I was like a three-star, maybe four-star recruit going out of high school and I wanted to make money now or I needed to make money now and I'm not trying to go to the NCAA, I'm not trying to go overseas, and I'm not good enough, let's say, for the G I would throw my name in the JBA hat. Oh, yeah, for sure, bro. I mean, you got to look at everybody's circumstances, too. Some of them is legit coming out these hoods that we don't necessarily know about. Right. We don't know everybody, like you said, day-to-day, what's going on behind closed doors. So, you know, some of them, that only route is the money. Right, bro. And only thing I would say about the – structure of the way he had the whole thing i would ask for maybe more games yeah yeah not maybe, not the three months here or three months season right right and then maybe uh more teams if he could muster up some more people and then um you know just structure it like a real game don't structure your rules if right. you're gonna put your rules you know just put like maybe something you don't agree with in the nba but maybe you could tweak it a little bit you know just right other than that, man, I mean, he had everything you needed. And right. like you said, he didn't have the talent, but he took what he could get. And for the most part, it obviously did him good enough. He was able to give the whole the team that won a championship a new uh, a car. Right. And everybody else got paychecks throughout the whole season. So I that's mean, the thing, too. A, a couple of the players that were on that championship team, I might be able to get up on here. So stay tuned for that. But – um. I want to just touch on, too, man. I mean, there are success stories within the, the 2018 JBA League, too. I mean, Curtis Hollis has entered the NBA draft. He played for the Dallas Ballers. He was on that USA team. A couple guys are playing overseas. I mean, it's a matter of time before dudes get their true recognition, and then they can kind of bounce back and say, yeah, I started in LeVar Ball's JBA League. Right, so. exactly. For sure, bro. I mean, hey, if you could get if you could get any of them on here, man, we tapping in with everybody, bro. Right. So. I I think I can get one in the bag. He he's my boy. I I've talked to him a couple of times, so I, I I'll tap in with him and we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, for sure, man. Facts, bro. Facts. Now, one our next little topic here, since we're already we're we're hitting near fifty minutes, bro. We're kind of we're getting after it today for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. I kind of want to touch on, obviously, it's Sunday. You know, that means the last dance is going to be playing tonight, 9 p.m., 10 p.m. So, 
I kind of want to just highlight our excitement for that and kind of what's your uh, what's your hype about for tonight's two episodes, bro? Man, listen, um, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like if I was able to be in this that era, right? Because he's ultimately he's my favorite player, even though I wasn't able to see him play. Michael Jordan, my favorite player, and I right. always tried to mold my. Uh, attitude and game after his so with that being said you know me just being able to see more about him and, and learn and be more in depth of what it took to win at a magnitude level of that mm-hmm. man I mean I'm just interested to literally see everything and then I saw the day that they said it's touching on the rivalry between them and um Detroit right and bro the bad boys exactly and if anybody knows you know like um, well, I won't say if anybody knows, I should say if, uh, a true competitor or basketball player or anybody who, you know, one loves anything of that sort or any competition, you love stuff like that. That's type of an underdog story because MJ had to come in. He had to take the beatings. He had to learn the ropes. He had to learn, like, I'm not – and actually, this touched on what you said earlier. He had to learn that he can't just go by his athleticism no more or right. he can't just go off of how good his footwork is against this and that. Like, he had to learn, like, I need to lift. I need to involve my players, mm-hmm. and I need to tr- trust the coach. You know, so, I mean, I'm, I'm just excited to see, like, what the in-depth uh, side was from, like, inside the locker room. Right, and then uh, as a coach, I'm, I want to see like how Phil Jackson was able to touch in all that and kind of like maneuver that around to be able to get them to focus on the bigger prize besides themselves. Right. And what about you, though, man? Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm interested to see kind of like you touched on Phil Jackson. I want to see his overall um, genius behind the the crazy craziness that the Chicago Bulls kind of implemented into the basketball world. Now, sure. I'm definitely inter- interested in seeing kind of the follow-up about Scottie Pippen from the last two episodes, about yeah. his money, about Jerry Cross and all that uh, madness there. Um, then I was seeing today that they're going to be talking about Dennis Rodman a lot, too. So, oh, yeah, I, mean, I need to see that, I too. Mean, <laughs> we all know this dude's uh, a little different, per se, <laughs> and... Uh, I want to hear his voice. I want to hear MJ talk about Rodman. I just, I, I do, I just can't wait. I mean, especially during this whole no, no hoops hiatus, bro. Like, I, I just really appreciate ESPN throwing out this, these, uh, yeah, se- the series earlier than I expected, bro. They was uh, what you call, um, how could I put it? They was listening to their fans. They put they, they put their brand, and them wanting to look at their main goal of when they wanted to drop it and they put the fans first, you know, and, and things like that is what keeps a program of their sorts going. For sure. um, Did you ever get to watch the Dennis Rodman 30 for 30? I did not. I actually, I I'm able to on ESPN plus (laughs) now that I got it, but I need to see it. You, I tell you what you hearing what he's saying today, you'll only get, uh, you know, only so much because really it's not him, you know? So like you're, when they talk about him today, they're going to talk about from the way I took it when I read it. When they talk about Dennis Rodman, they're going to talk about like his days at uh, Detroit right. when they was when he was against Michael. And then I guess they're going to throw every now and then, of course, 
when he came to Chicago. Then they're going to throw those stories in. But you gotta you gotta go and tap in with that thirty for thirty because it'll tell you a lot about him, you know, and it'll explain why he is the way he is. Like a lot of people don't even know he grew up around all females, you know. So like, oh, <laughs> I, you know, I honestly didn't know that. Yeah, like he came up. Uh, I think they said his dad didn't want nothing. either. His dad either left died or just didn't want to do with him it was uh, one of them tough. and he was he was grew up with sister like two sisters and his mom and like he just grew up real shy didn't want to talk was always hiding you know he wasn't popular dang not the best looking guys everybody can see so, <laughs> he kind of flipped I mean. the switch though then huh yeah you know and honestly bro the reason why to be honest with you the reason why he even ended up playing basketball is because he went to school and his mom told him if he didn't get a job, he was going to have to get out. And she kicked him out. And he had to find his way. And somehow he just started playing basketball. And that was his ticket out. And he didn't even really, you know, hone in on that craft uh, when he could have. You know, so it, it it's not even telling how even more special or gifted he could have been. Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. You know? I definitely yeah. – I got to check that out. Uh, I mean – as you know, I hit you up this morning at like 4 a.m. I I wake <laughs> up early as heck for work throughout the week, but I'm going to check that out tomorrow once I get out for sure. Yeah, bro, you got to. I mean, because it, it, there's no – you could never explain to me why you're wearing a female dress. <laughs> bro, that, he, he was wilding, bro. <laughs> there, yeah, there's, you could never explain that. But I will say why, like, he did the stupid stuff, like get all the technicals, you know, just being a hothead. You know, stuff plays a part in people's lives. Right. And stuff you go through and, you know, so it, it explains, his 30 for 30 explains a lot. And then you'll see from that perspective and you'll be like, you'll be more understanding. Like you said, it's still different, still weird. <laughs> but, I mean, you'll you'll see, you know, from that perspective. But not to get off of the, the last dance, but, you know, that I had to throw that in there because I didn't know if you had seen it 30 Oh, 30. I mean, hey, it's, it's all relevant combo, man. I mean, they're, yeah, they're about to sure. be, they're talking about him tonight, so I got to check that 30 for 30 out, too, you know. Yeah, for sure, bro. But, you know, the last dance, man, I mean, bro, this is, this is like, I don't know, from, from a coach point, bro, it's just like, this is something, because I'm, I'm really, I've been using this, this uh, stay home to like really just like try to study the game so much now right like from inside out try to i try to watch uh you know games game film of uh the coaches i pay attention to the most the right. offense that i'm trying to run and you know just coaches who win at a high level so like you know this right here just it just shows you like it's going it's showing me everything i kind of wanted to know and i needed to see such as like Okay, I might not ever be coaching NBA players, but you know, Phil Jackson tactics can show you just a little inkling of something to do, you know. So I mean, anytime you get to watch somebody who you call the GOAT and you get to see like a pretty much right there tally for tally of every day in the life of them, you know, you, you can't but to be excited about it. So Exactly, bro. And that I wanna even elaborate on that a little bit more, kinda of like you said, you're using this time to perfect your craft per se and just learn a lot about the game man is learning it so a lot of my current players former players anyone listening to this pod truthfully we have more time now than ever to study the game practice the game work on your body just learn and like 
it, there's so much information out there on social media these days, man, man where if what? you aren't learning, you're just not doing it right. You're not doing yourself good justice. So you're not trying. You're, right. You don't you don't care, honestly, bro. And it's like if we if I I mean, we sound like a broken record that we heard our parents say. But if I really knew then what I know now, like such as what to put myself in a certain situation to be able to look this up and then just go do it. And if I really had that actual drive. I mean, things would be different from a lot of aspects. Well, obviously, things happen in life for a reason, you know. So, for but sure, bro. Like, like you said, bro, like this is probably the best time because as we touched on um, last episode, you know, knowing the game as a player, then knowing the game as a coach, that's two total different uh, ways to know the game. As a player, you need to know the rules. You need to know the offense. You need to know. You didn't know everything, right. but you know, as a coach, you got to be able to, you got to be able to pick apart stuff. You got to be able to scrap that, run this. You got to be able to do all the little stuff. You got to know when to call a timeout. So, like, with that being said, bro, like this right here, even though it's a bad thing for the world, it's also a good thing for people who's like trying to launch something bigger than themselves. Right, and what what it's really going to come down to is once all this kind of dies down once social distancing and isolation kind of goes away you're really going to see who put in the work and who didn't and like oh, yeah. and like you said we sound like old men up here we sound like our parents but hey they taught us the right way and that's why we're in um successful areas within our young professional lives and we're just trying to help the youth tap in with their uh their For own sure. Ability, really, yeah, yeah so. and that's that's the biggest thing I try to preach, bro. You know, just like people get tired of hearing me say it, and I always type it too on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that. Just tap into your own value because, like, it's crazy. I like I talk to my boys, Trent, Sav, Hawk, uh, Fresh, right, Autumn. You know, I talk to Autumn, and it's just like we all always talk about the same thing. Like, tap into your own value because. We're in 2020 now, and there's so much more out there as far as, like you said as well, to be able to get in connection with. Like, you don't necessarily need nobody famous or nobody who's done it already to put you on. No. Like, all you got to do is, like, this podcast, we literally talked about it, but we literally made the podcast in, what, a day? <laughs> yeah, bro. And, you know, like, we went and did that on Anchor. So, like, you know it, you just tap into your values and for my hoopers, like you should never be satisfied. Like never, you can't be satisfied. Like with this, I know you can't go hoop. I know you, you like, you could probably run a block because that's still considered social distancing as long as you're by yourself. Right. So, so like you could run a block, run a block with a ball. Like if you allow to dribble the ball in the basement or somewhere or, or even stand outside your crib, like keep the ball with you. Like that's one thing I always say I did as a kid. I always had the ball with me. Right. If you see me going to the store anywhere, I got a ball with me. As a coach now, like I always keep a pen and pad with me. I always keep a pen and pad because I'm forever Googling something while I'm at work or if I just play 2K. Like it's crazy to say this and people might think I'm crazy, but real hoopers and people who study know. Like I even heard LeBron say it when he was talking in the interview. Playing two K could really open your eyes to the game. Like I said that last week, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, matter of fact you did say that. You did say that too. Fact. And that's that's the crazy thing. Like playing two K opens your eyes and like you see a play, you know, I, I'm gonna pause it and I'm gonna go hit replay and I'm gonna just keep writing it down. You know, so like 
Man, it's just this. So, so you're saying, so you're saying you always have your tools around you, and you actually try and utilize them, huh? Yes, for sure. Wow, because wow, man, that's crazy. <laughs> it, it's uh, for sure, bro. Because I mean, it's like I don't, I don't, I don't know how to put it. I, I don't like losing okay. as a coach, as a coach, but I I don't like not being prepared as well. So like, if I'm prepared and I lose, I could take that, right? Because Honestly, you gave, especially if my team gave their best and they're doing what they could and they just so happen they lost. But if I'm not prepared and we lose, I can't take that. That's you know, and, then it's and on you. Yeah, and that's on me. Right. And there's a couple times this past season that I got away with it just on the fact that my team played so hard and, you know, we did what we needed to do and we played great defense. But I got away with a couple culture errors and, like, you know, you're not going to get lucky with those every time. So, like, right. you know. So, hey. I mean, hey, it, it's all a learning process. Coaching, sure. um, this podcast, our well, careers, man. I mean, it, it, it's all life period. Thing, bro. Right. And that's right. what we really want all of our listeners out here to, like Mark said, just tap in with your values and go from there, man. If you want to do something, do it. And that's that. Don't let the fear of people clowning you or just thinking weird of you or anything like that get in your head, man. I mean, I'm sure people think this is kind of goofy, me and you tapping back in with each other, but let them think that, bro. We're we're on our grind, and that's that. We got bigger We got bigger things, you know, and for people who still tap in with us, we're appreciative. We're always going to tell you we're appreciative because neither one of us is never big-headed. We're always appreciative of all the love you show. Exactly. Like, I could I could give several stories on on G and his selflessness, you know, and stuff like that, and for him to even join the podcast, when he could have just simply made his own or went another route, you know, that shows selflessness right there because, you know, it takes more than one to make something go right. Thanks. And, uh, you know, just be your own goat. I got that from Phil Handy. I know you know that. Hey, yes, sir. You know, be your own goat. Yes, and that's that's a hashtag to live by, man. Right, but, you right. know, we got, if there ain't nothing else, you know, we're going to wrap this podcast up again. Hey, just one more thing, bro. One more thing. Um, What's up? What's up? My good friend and former staff member over at Northwestern High School in Erie, PA, the head JV coach, Jory Balog. He tapped in with me. Good dude. A very, very smart, basketball-minded individual. Now, this guy knows the game inside and out. He is very, very tactic-oriented where he puts all of his players in the right positions to win at any sort at any time within the game. So he really sees the game like a, like a checkerboard, like a chessboard, anything like that. So yeah. I really, really respect him as a coach and a man. And I appreciate him for listening to our last pod. He said he liked it. And he gave me an idea that I think we should implement here as well. And that What's is that? to at the end of each episode. So right now, so I'm going to plug in now. Anyone that's listening, if you guys have any questions, any comments, any topics that you would like us to discuss on next, our next episode here, which will be on Tuesday, link us at our social medias. We can kind of throw those out there, um, whether yeah, whether that's sure. our personal or our hoop accounts. But it's more or less just having a fan question ending to our pod, and I think that'd be cool. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. And he got to come on, too. You got to tell oh, him. Oh, for gotta... sure. He'll be on here, bro. He'll be on yeah, here. Yeah, for sure. 
So yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll we'll end it like that, bro. I mean, so all y'all out there, if you got anything you want us to talk about next time, or you got any questions in particular, that's really what we're looking for. Tap in with us, and we'll answer them on Tuesday. And there you go right there. That's the second podcast, man. It's Mark and G from Breaking Barriers Pod tapping out, man. And it's another good day. We get to end it on a good note, man. Let's get ready for the last dance, bro.